Welcome to the Inclusive Education Project. I'm Vicki Brett. I'm Amanda Salohi. We're two civil rights lawyers on a mission to change the conversation about education, civil rights, and modern activism. Each week, we're going to explore new topics which are going to educate and empower others and give them a platform to enact change in education and level the playing field. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Hello. I wish I had something more clever to say. I feel like I'm saying the same thing every week. I feel like I put you on the spot just to see what you'll say. Just kidding. I feel like after we record, I think, oh, I should like come up with like something timely to talk about. But <laughs> I feel like we're just in this like. So I don't know if you watch John Oliver, but he's been doing his show like last week tonight. It was a complete like white background because I think he does it like at home. But okay. he always talks about how he's doing his show in a blank void. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. So I always think about how we're like kind of still in that like time doesn't exist. Absolutely. Anymore. <laughs> you know, we have our calendar and like different appointments and that's how I can kind of differentiate. But by the end of the week, which it was nice to have our pod recordings at the end of the week because it was just like, oh, OK, like let's slide into the weekend. Um, but now, like you said, there's just like no time. So it's just like tiredness all the time. But you know what? You guys are still here. You're still listening, which we're very, very grateful for. I think what also helps are the fantastic guests that we've been able to get Mm -hmm. um, that I don't think we normally would have simply because, you know, Zoom, you know, is still new for a lot of people. But now, you know, everybody's an expert in it, to say the least. So (laughs) we've been able to get really great. um, Yeah, really great guests. And I'm thrilled to introduce Kaylin Lamar. Kaylin, thank you so much for coming on to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So we are going to kind of get into self-care in the classroom. Can you please give a little bit of background to our listeners about yourself? Of course. So yes, I am Kaylin Lamar. I am a high school teacher. I actually teach science to mostly ninth graders. I have been in the classroom in different capacities for probably about six or seven years. I was a substitute, a long-term substitute, and eventually I became a teacher. So I have a long journey that I have, um, you know, been on, but I'm so excited about it. I love my job. I love my students. And I have a very unique situation in that I actually teach at the high school that I graduated from. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yes. What was that like? So did you start as a long-term sub and kind of think, oh, I kind of like this. How did you? Yes. Okay, cool. I did. I started off as a long-term sub just to kind of see like, hey, is this really what I want to do? Yeah. Um, And actually, I I long-term sub for most of the school year. It was like from November um, of that school year all the way to the end. So I just kind of got thrown in. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Right. So it was definitely a journey. But when I figured out, hey, you know, this is definitely what I want to do. Um, I ended up going back to school. Major. So I ended up going back to school, getting my master's in secondary education. And here I am. <laughs> 
That's incredible. I think that being able, you know, in law school, they say, you know, get as much many externships or internships that you can, because there's so many different areas of the law. And so then to be able to be a long term sub, which that's a really long time, November to the end of the school year, but being thrown into it. Yeah. And then not hating it, right? And not hating it, but like even thriving in being thrown into the deep end that I really, I enjoy that because you have that experience and then you're able to draw on it like moving forward. So I want to kind of talk now about, you know, this kind of self-care in the classroom. So why is that important to you? You know, has it been something pre-COVID? Was Did it really develop post-COVID? Can you talk a little bit more about that? So we all know self-care is like a buzzword right now, right? Like everybody's (laughs) talking about it. But as far as my personal experience with self-care, it all started, uh, so I told you I was a long-term sub Mm -hmm. and then I went back to school. So my first official teaching job, it was like an interim situation where a teacher went out halfway through the year. So I started, I graduated in December, started in January. So it was actually one of the most difficult situations I have, had ever found myself in. Oh, wow. Um, and I didn't know what I was experiencing because, again, this was not the school I'm at right now. Um, it was a whole different county, actually, or district. So I was driving along, you know, probably about 45 minutes to 50 minutes away from home. And it was just a lot every day. And I found myself like getting like I, before I even made it to work, I had a headache. And I knew it wasn't wow. normal. Yeah, I knew it wasn't normal, but I kind of downplayed it for a long time. Okay. And, you know, it was a difficult situation for multiple reasons. The kids were just different from, you know, kids I was used to. I didn't feel like I had any community, really. Um, I was just like, you know, they, people by then had already formed their connections with other, you know, educators. So I was kind of like, oh, she came in halfway through the year. Oh, there she is. You know, so mm-hmm. it wasn't like a very welcoming Inviting. situation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I was kind of a loner. I hung out alone and, uh, and like during my planning period or lunch, I was kind of doing my own thing. I did have one person that I kind of talk to but even in that you know it was only so much that they could do but they were kind of an outsider as well because they had just moved down from like Chicago so it was she was an outsider as well but we kind of bonded over that but to your question it was a situation in which I didn't know I was burning out but I was burning out yeah right like yeah I was completely in a bad mood I found myself being like irritated by the smallest things and I was just aggravated because I was supposed to be successful. Mm-hmm. Like I had already long time subbed. I had all this experience under my belt because I also subbed during um, grad school. So I had like all this experience and I felt like I was supposed to be the person that thrived in this situation. And the right. fact that I was not really also was kind of like, a you know, what is going on? Why am I not figuring this out? So that's when I recognized that I was burning out and I actually got asked to come back to that school and I declined the offer. Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, but it's like that was the only way that you could like try to protect yourself. You're just like, no. <laughs> wow. Exactly. You were able to recognize that that was something that, you know, a lot of people are get so stuck in yep. feeling like, yep. well, especially like in teaching. I know 
the teaching jobs sometimes are harder to come by. They're not always openings. And, and so a lot of people would just be like, well, I got to stick with it because I need a job or mm. I need to pay my bills or mm-hmm. I need this or I need that. Right. And mm-hmm. not everyone takes a second to say, no, my mental health is more important. Right. And mm-hmm. I, at that time I had a young daughter and I was a single mom. So that I'd had no, like I didn't even have a job lined up or anything. I was just like, no. And I think I, like I said, I didn't know the terminology. I didn't right. know what I was experiencing. I just knew that it was not something that was healthy for me. And I think choosing myself in that moment really empowered me. And still I look back to that thinking like, what would have happened if I would not have done that right I I can't imagine where I would be so over the years I have really kind of honed in on self-care and some things were intentional but others were just unintentionally (laughs) I've always been someone that has you know some people will come to me like what do you think should I buy this I'm like do you want it (laughs) (laughs) sure buy it and I know that sounds so small it could be you know anything but I'm just I love to do things for myself because I feel like I deserve it and as I have evolved, I have also kind of, you know, learned what I like, what I don't like, what, fe- you know, fuels me, what gives me what I need in order to make it day to day. And so those are things that I keep in mind when I'm thinking about my personal self-care journey. And I think that also the boundary that you set, right, with, right. with say, like, and self-care doesn't necessarily mean just buying whatever you want or whatever, right? Like, I think, like you said, in that moment, you felt somewhat empowered because the expectation would be, well, you say yes, because mm-hmm. you have a job or you have all this, but you kind of notice. And I think with a lot of people, you know, they think, you know, I have a headache, pop a Tylenol. I'm feeling nauseous. Oh, okay, pop a Tums or something. They're not really listening to these like little things that our body is trying to tell us and you were able to pick up on that right because you could have just been like I'm a single mom I have a young daughter I have a job that's somewhat challenging and lonely and isolating you know that's why I have a headache but you were really able to like pick up on that and be like no something's wrong I need to take better care of myself and I too have you know COVID has really taught me that and You know, what I always remind myself and others at times is, you know, when the masks drop on the airplane, you have to put the mask on yourself before you go and help others. And Mm. that is just like that visual to me just sticks out. Right. And has to help me remind myself that I can't help others until I help myself and take care of myself. So I love for your personal journey that you were able to kind of set these boundaries and just kind of make these intentions known to everyone. How do you use this in the classroom? How did you like make the connection like, oh, I think my students could learn from this or, you know, how did that happen? Right. So I am naturally someone that is a part, you know, has a that like magnetic personality. I don't really meet a stranger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even in my in my classroom, yeah, I yeah. am. My students are very connected to me because I, you know, take out the time to build very relationships. solid relationships yeah. with them. And just knowing because, again, I deal with high schoolers, mostly ninth graders. So they're about okay. 14 to yeah. 15. And just knowing that they have a life outside of school mm-hmm. and recognizing that 
they are not just machines that are supposed to, you know, crank out work and submit it on time. And, you know, they have jobs. Some of them have, you know, different situations at home that we have to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. So small things like playing music in my classroom is something that I love and they love it too. Even if they don't like the music at the beginning, because, you know, I pick the songs that I feel are appropriate. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) So sometimes they'll want to play, you know, other music. I'm like, no, we're playing my playlist, but you can put in a song request, you know, and and I'll filter the music before, you know, I play it. So they come to terms with it. And eventually if I don't play it, they're like, hey, why aren't you playing music today? What's going on? Oh, interesting. So, So something so small like that or easing into the day, like sometimes I'll take you back to spring break. So we recently had spring break and the first day back, I recognized that my students are tired, that most of them had traveled, right? Okay. Or they yep. spent time doing other things. Yep. And, and spring and, break and is no longer a rest anymore for a lot of people. They do things during spring break. Exactly. And some of them actually play sports during spring break. Like that's their tournament week. Oh um, my gosh, Yeah. So (laughs) I was like, on Monday, we kind of just eased it. The Monday back, we eased into the day instead of rushing into the day and back to it, right? Like, just spent that time asking them how they enjoyed their break, what they did, small things like that that continue to build relationships that are strong, but also just letting them know, like, hey, I understand. And being vulnerable with them, letting them know that, hey, I have a life outside of school as well, and Mm -hmm. sharing with them the things that I did, which was... I actually used it as a break. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Did you share with, or do you share with them, like, how you kind of came to using self-care as a way to kind of recharge and being, like, have you shared, like, your own experiences with them to kind of let them know, like, hey, I get it. I've been where you are. I really try my best to not, like, push it. Like, I ease it in there sometimes, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't necessarily have, like, lessons planned around it or anything of that nature, but I try to let it be as organic as possible. For some students, they might find out earlier than others, just depending on, like, where we are in our relationship. So I might drop little tidbits or facts about myself. But sometimes the, like, um, the classroom just... The conversation just goes there. And when it goes there, I'll lean into it, even though it might be uncomfortable. I'll lean into it and just kind of open up to them and let them know, hey, I've been there, too. And I just sharing with them that I literally have sat in the seat that you're sitting in right now. Right. Just kind of lets them know, like, hey, she gets it. Well, now you can really say you've been in that seat since you went to that school. (laughs) Exactly. So, and I was an athlete in school. I was a part of a lot of organizations. I was very active. So I understand what it means to be tired at school or, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. being the person at home that is also, you know, has a lot of other responsibilities outside of school as well. So I try my best to have those moments, but just make sure that they're organic and that they, you know, see the whole picture that I understand where they're coming from and that I definitely empathize with them in certain situations. And I think that that's important. I mean, just, you know, if I'm sitting here as a teacher administrator, kind of thinking about how to implement, you know, self-care is such a broad term and, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, going to the spa or anything like that. Like you can implement just very simple things in the classroom. Like you said, kind of acknowledging that spring break was kind of a lot. And so let's just ease into things or just even really wholly checking in with the student. And ninth grade is such an interesting time, right? Like you go from middle school 
into high school. Everything is new. You know, you got kids that looking like adults, right? Because they're seniors. Like it's just a totally different landscape and overwhelming, I'm sure, just in and of itself. So being able to connect with them on that level and just even being like super mindful of those things, I'm sure sets them up in the long run, right? Because they'll they'll be able to take those tools with them because you just teach ninth grade, right? Right. Well, okay. some some students, I might catch it in 10th grade if they like okay. transfer and the yeah, classes yeah. out of order. Yeah, but yeah. for the most part, ninth grade all ninth day. Grade. Yeah. And so then you, that's like such a great example that you're setting for them like on their high school and beyond, right? Is how to manage a job, school, different relationships. I think that's really important. What are some other things that you do in the classroom? Do you have any visuals that you use? Or is it really just the connection that you focus in on with the students? Well, I have certain routines that I've developed with my students. Okay. like, And I feel like that also kind of sets them at ease. Like they know daily what to expect. And oh, okay, yeah. instead of guessing like, hey, what's going to happen today? They know when they come in, they look at the board. What I have everything they need listed on the board. They sit down, they do their bell ringer. Like those, but it sounds so small, but it brings them comfort. They know what to expect. Yeah. They, and I also absolutely love like just taking breaks. I actually implemented something called Fun Friday. So Family Fun Friday. Ooh. And they have to earn it. But every now and then I will allow them that time to kind of relax a little bit. It'll be like, a, hey, if you owe me work, let's get the work done. If you are finished and completely caught up, here's some Uno cards. Let's play Uno. Or, you know, if you want to watch a movie, watch a movie. Because most of the time they sneak and try to do it anyway. Right, right, right. <laughs> so or oh, someone wants to play games I mean, on their computer. So. Yeah, especially the giving the expectations. We talk about that a lot with, you know, certain kids who have IEPs. Like, let's be really clear expectations for everyone. But really, everybody can benefit from that. I mean, I think about me in my daily life. Like, at night, I look at my calendar for the next day and kind of prep and think, okay, well, what do I have on the calendar? And it kind of eases my mind because I'm not thinking about the unknown of, you know, oh, is my day going to be really busy? Because if I know like exactly what I need to do, what I need to get done, where I'm going to be, it allows me to just kind of prepare for that and then not really think about it as much. So I know that that always helps, especially if like you're able to know it in advance. And I don't know why more teachers don't do that, because I think students would come a little bit more prepared and have less anxiety if they knew what the expectations were and what was going to happen that day. Right. And I do. And I can only speak for, you know, high school teachers. I've only taught at high schools, but I do sense a lot of teachers that feel like, you know, high school, they're getting ready for college and they see them as adults, you know, and yep, yeah. yep. just keep in mind that they are not adults. Right. They are still learning and they're still, you know, processing. And there's certain things that they just can't do or shouldn't be held, you know, held accountable for because they're not quite there yet. Right. They haven't been taught those skills. That's kind of what high school is for. High school is not college yet. But I think mm -hmm. we've gone into so much of that realm of everything about high school has to be like ready, ready, ready for college. And they forget that a lot of these ninth graders are 14 years old. Like they're <laughs> still young. Exactly. Oh, Logan, I know. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> um, and that totally lost my, my train of thought. But no, I think that being able to just 
that shift in perspective, right? In that there's only so much that we can control and they know in your class, oh, you know what? Today is going to be that type of Friday. I can catch up on what I need to catch up on. And just kind of giving yourself that grace. I think for a lot of your students that may have other responsibilities or other thing, you know, matters that they're dealing with, I'm sure that that kind of teaches them, you know, we don't have to have this expectation of always going, 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 right? And I wish I would have had teachers like that because I think that would have made a world of difference. I think with COVID, it really reset a lot for both Amanda and I in terms of, you know, who we are and who we wanted to be as like female business owners and mothers and wives and just all that, right? So... To be able to, you know, go through an event that was like global, like, okay, that helped it reset. But with you, you're, I wish somebody at, when I was 14 would kind of set that expectation because it was like yeah. a completely different expectation when I was in, and, you know, thinking about like flexible work schedules, like nobody thought anybody could work from home. Like, and you know, there were some people that did, but now it's like, oh, okay, this can happen. We can have these more flexible schedules. People actually work better <laughs> if they're able to kind of take the, the time they need for themselves. And yeah. for you to be able to kind of already implement that so so young. That's why we were really excited to have you on because I think that these are really simple things that can be implemented, not just for yourself in your life, but then in the classroom and beyond. Right, definitely. And when you were talking about COVID just making you just hit that hard reset, Mm -hmm. like it really was a time for, you know, for us and still is a time for us as educators to kind of just rise to the occasion. It's difficult because actually this year we have been face to face all year, um, which has been right, which has been a difficult situation in itself. But at the same time, I found myself just digging deeper and Mm -hmm. finding more creative ways to continue to connect to my students and Mm -hmm. to just provide them with what they need. And I remember specifically back to, you know, last March when the whole world basically shut down right and we actually it was like right before spring break and so I was thinking oh we're getting out a week early for spring yeah. break we'll right, be gone right. these two weeks and yeah, then yeah. oh bam we'll come back uh-huh that's <laughs> wow. what we thought too that's what we thought too <laughs> <laughs> so during that time I actually kind of shifted into like you know how they say flight or <laughs> fright or yeah. flight like yeah. I I just started thinking about ways to contact my students. I was still like, they had not my like real number, but my Google voice number. And Mm -hmm. we would text and they would check in on me, making sure I was okay and things of that nature. And I would, of course, make sure they were okay. And then me and I actually have the pleasure of working with my best friend, which is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Me and my best friend, she's a special education teacher. So we actually were, she was my inclusion teacher at that time. So we came up with some plans and we actually implemented a lot of them. And that that really ended up helping those students to be successful and just be able to not have to, you know, fail a class or anything of that nature. Because we were having that, making that communication, calling home, you know, all these things we had we kind of pre-planned for and then executed when we actually went back to school to distance learning 
for the end of the school year that year. But it was and has been a challenge. And now, now I'm counting down. We have like 24 school days left of this year. <laughs> well, it's probably been a very exhausting because, I mean, I'm sure you were trying to figure out ways to be innovative and creative over the summer. So you probably didn't have much of a recharge over the summer. So it's been you know, a year kind of straight. So I'm sure you're ready. I'm sure the students are ready too. Yes, they are. And I definitely am as well. And like, I, because they'll ask me like, what are you going to do this summer? And I, my response is always nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I am fine with that. I am the type of person I can, you know, go home and be at home for days at a time without, <laughs> you know, have, feeling like I have to go somewhere. So, and my daughter, yeah. I'm thankful is the same way. <laughs> hanging out, you know, relax. Right. And then, like you said, finally getting that chance to like really like rest because right. I was getting, I was going to trainings. I was doing certain things during last summer that I normally would not do. But I think also just in preparation, right, it wasn't just because you felt like, oh, okay, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. It was like, okay, we're, we kind of hit a reset. Like, let's figure this out. And I think that there's a difference and you were able to kind of set that boundary with yourself, right? That, hey, this is why I'm doing this. And I just think that oftentimes we just don't stop and think we just keep going so you know thank you so much for sharing kind of the tips and tricks that you use in your personal life and also with your students I think that it seems overwhelming at first when you say implement self-care like as if teachers already don't have like a million other things to worry about but I think some of these teachers are already doing it but it's nice to have a name behind it right so that you can articulate it in a better way to your students so then they can acknowledge that so Caitlin thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything with us thank you guys for having me it has been such a pleasure i actually i love listening to podcasts oh, <laughs> so, <yay. laughs> um, that's one of my forms of self-care actually there you go yeah and, and so, Kayla, if people wanted to reach out to you maybe just to kind of chat how could they reach you what's the best way well, I am on Instagram as at Kaylin Lamar. That's K-A-Y-L-A-N-D-L-A-M-A-R. And I post quite a bit about self-care as an educator, about, you know, ways to set boundaries in the classroom and building strong relationships with students. Those are my passions and those are things that I do my best to help educators, you know, that might be struggling in those aspects. So find me on Instagram. I'm actually in the process of creating a website so that that hopefully will be launching this summer and it'll be kaylinlamar.com so looking forward to connecting and if anyone happens to hear the podcast just you know let me know in the dms let me know hey i listen to the podcast and i, I found you this way <laughs> awesome well thank you so much and hopefully our listeners everyone can you know take a second uh we're recording this on friday but whatever day you listen to this Take a minute to, you know, recharge, do something for you, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.